When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Problems for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Perloff, and not getting any better when one of the legendary players who is going into the Hall of Fame from your organization is calling out the team. Good morning, by the way. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It's Maggie and Perloff on yeah. CBS Sports Radio. This has become a thing now. The older quarterbacks are really calling out the current state of the league. It started with Tom Brady saying he thinks the league's mediocre. And now Ben Roethlisberger not holding back, talking about the Steelers. And he took down everybody. As he should. They just lost two games to two and ten teams. I mean, they are uh, they're sitting there waiting to be criticized. This, to me, there's no controversy here. Everyone who is a Steelers fan and everybody who has anything to do with the organization should be killing this team. This is one of the most, and I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm personally angry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, how can you not rip them? I mean, they should not lose two games at home to two win teams. That's never happened to Mike Tomlin. There's something wrong in Pittsburgh. Okay, well, I think why people are particularly upset about this is because, yes, the team is bad. People had high expectations for them once they saw them in the preseason, so buyer beware with the preseason. But... You thought they had high expectations, and not only are they not living up to it, at least on the offensive side, the defense has been very good on the offensive side, but also there's the feeling that nothing's going to change. You know, that's like it's a helplessness feeling because whether you think Mike Tomlin is the problem, whether you think he's not, you just, it's, it feels like to change anything there, it's like a Herculean effort. It's like turning a cruise ship or something. Like yeah. it took them forever to fire Matt Canada, the offense coordinator, when he was clearly the problem. I think that adds to the frustration. Well, by the way, you said the preseason. They were 7-4 and four with two home games against two of the bottom three teams in the league. They were saying they had real aspirations to win that division. And, I mean, they still they still are favored to make the playoffs. They're, they have a big a great game position. actually coming up yeah, this weekend against the Yeah, they have a great the position to make yeah. the playoffs. So everything was sitting there right for them. And they're basically wasting this great defense because their offense is so incredibly incompetent. And we learned last week it's not just Matt Canada. It's it's the whole thing. The whole system's messed up. I didn't realize this. The people were chanting fire Canada were now chanting higher Canada. Oh, <laughs> no know, way. You know, fans, <laughs> we're, we can be fickle like that. So let's hear a little of Ben Roethlisberger. He's got a podcast. Um, first, he says he doesn't know exactly what the issue is. He can't really put his finger on it. It feels like it's, it's, a glow, it's a bigger thing than just one specific thing. I don't know that I can point to one thing and be like, here it is. Because yeah. if you could say, here it is, and you could fix this thing. Yeah. It's not just one thing. He's calling it global. Okay, so then he talked about the Steelers' tradition and how this great tradition maybe it's done. Maybe it's just going to take some guys to get, or maybe maybe the the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Okay, so he's talking. When you take aim at the Steelers' tradition. It's definitely going to catch people's attention. And, excuse me, 
he kind of says like he's personally witnessed this. Okay, because he talks about the age gap from when he was in his last years in Pittsburgh to the young guys on the team. He tried to get through to them about passing on these traditional things, and it just didn't get through. There was such an age gap for me and everybody else on offense that there just wasn't that Steeler tradition passed down. And I just you have it on defense. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have it on offense right now, and it's it's just making it really hard. You're not seeing, in my opinion, the toughness on offense. He said also the loss of a lot of Steeler legends is the reason for no toughness. When I, when the Kiesels left and the the yeah. Ferry the Farriers, the Fanicas, the Wards, the Bettises, the um all, I mean you know, you can go down the list. Mm-hmm. When those guys start leaving, they passed it. It's a matter of the person that it gets passed to, what do they do with it? I can give you all the I can give yeah. you the answers to a lot of things. Yeah. Are you gonna take those answers and use them? Or are you gonna be like Appreciate you, old-timer. Yeah. I'll take care of this. Okay. So a lot there and a lot of shots fired. And just may I play one more for you because when he's asked about the players not having accountability, they're not holding each other accountable, maybe they're not even buying into the Steelers' tradition. Again, on the offensive side, he's, he, yeah. he left the defense alone. Then he says, if you're, it's not going to be the players, then the coaches are the ones who have to step up and fill in, and they're not doing it either. As a coach, if the players aren't holding – players accountable then it's then you need to step up and do it and you need to say hey listen this is unacceptable you're you're you're, you're mm-hmm. maybe it's like we're gonna give you one more chance or or i'm sitting you down and someone else will give you a shot okay so i uh, really took it to the steelers there yeah. and kind of every facet but to me everything he said is obvious and not even controversial i i read there was some controversy brewing around big ben's comments all that seems middle of the road Obvious. What what spot any lie there? Okay, so I think the one place that people, yes, there might not be any lies detected, but you, he really kind of yada yada over his potential role in passing this on to the next generation. How so? Well, because he's saying that I was old and these guys were young and I couldn't get through to them. But isn't that part of about the holding of players accountable? Like he's Ben Roethlisberger, right? Like that's kind of your job to pass this on to the next generation. And he was there the last couple of years. He said, like, guys were just young and, and he didn't connect with them. And there we go. Well, he's saying that you can try to pass it right. along, but it's up to the young guy to take that lesson. And you could argue that it's not just, yes, he didn't pass it along, but obviously great leaders like Marquise Pouncey and the offensive line, they didn't pass it along either. So uh, nobody passed along any of that toughness on offense because you watch that offense. Yeah. They do not look, I don't know, they agree. And that, but one thing about blaming the coaching, yeah, he's blaming Matt Canada. And I blame Tomlin for making a terrible tire, hire. I, I think he has every right to blame the coaching. I think he has every right to blame these young players who, in my opinion, are not playing up to their potential. You're right about that. But if you're blaming Matt Canada, aren't you blaming Mike Tomlin? Like- yes, you're bl- yeah, I'm blaming Mike Tomlin for hiring Matt Canada. Right. It felt like... I notice these aging great coaches sometimes don't make the best decisions on their hires. Like Belichick has been screwing up his uh, assistant coach hires. This was the biggest mistake in a long time for Mike Tomlin to hire Matt Canada, who he had a friendly relationship because he was at the University of Pittsburgh. He liked him, and I think he let that like uh, blind him about what kind of coach he was. You know, you might be right about that. Now, I do want to give – there is another side of this, though, from Tomlin. And the other side of it is – You can't just be this curmudgeonly stick in the mud like, hey, I'm going to coach the same way that I did when I got here as I'm going to coach now. And you can take a lot of those principles, but 
guys change. The game changes. The players change. You know, it's not the same in the 70s that it is in the 90s, that it is in the 2000s. I think good coaches do adapt. Now, that's not a very popular opinion right now because the Steelers aren't playing very well. But, you know, for a coach, like, to have to change his ways, we were talking about this before the show, a big thing with the Steelers, and Ben talks about this, this is the football and podcast that he was on. So he was talking about the long-standing thing of no music in the locker room. Right, And he said, this is a small thing. This is not why you win and lose games. But this was always one of those things that you never played music in the Steelers' locker room. And because you want guys to talk to each other. right? You want them to interact. It's not you're listening to your music and I'm listening to mine. And this is, you want to interact and have conversations and try to team build when you're in the locker room. And he said that went by the wayside. But we saw Mike Tomlin last year dancing in the locker room kind of in a way, I think, that showed I can evolve. You know, we it doesn't have to be exactly the same. We can keep the core principles of being a Steeler. But we also, you don't want to be the guy who's totally out of touch with the young people yeah. you're asking to put their bodies on the line for you. No, I agree with that. But then what's not working? I mean, why, why is something not there? Offensively, why is it such a bad unit? Because there are talented names there. So if Mike Tomlin is changing, I actually thought when you said he has to modernize. I thought you meant his style. Like, he wants to run the ball down yeah. your throat. Yeah. But, but in Pittsburgh, that's never a bad thing, right? But, yeah, the funny thing is, in Pittsburgh, they won championships. Then they then they got this high-octane offense with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and were throwing the ball all over the field. Ben had huge numbers, and they couldn't win a Super Bowl that way. So I think Tomlin wanted to go back to the late 2000s, the late 2000s and be a tough-minded team because the Antonio Brown Steelers never won anything. They did nothing but disappoint. You know, I... I think there's an, another part of this, which is, uh, can we hear cut two where Roethlisberger is talking about someone needs to, like, uh, grab each other by the face mask to get, get each other's attention? Who's who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh? Yeah. That's not, no, that's not, not what we're what we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, this, this this isn't this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. Okay, so really look at the Steelers' offense. Yeah, who is that person who feels like they have the gravitas, is playing well enough to actually call someone else out? Right, Kenny Pickett. Let's put him to the side, not just because he's hurt now, but his confidence had to be wavered because of the Canada thing and. Like, I, I can't expect my second-year guy to necessarily be grabbing other people. By yeah, the I mean, he's got those little hands. It's going to be hard for him to make an impact with that. But you're right. I, this, that didn't feel like an insult to Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett's so young. You know who I think? I have a guy, but go ahead. Please, because I I mean, looking- it would clearly be Najee Harris, who okay. has the gravitas, but being from Alabama, being a high draft pick, he's, he's you know, he's known as this really high-character guy. Yep. It's got to be him. Okay, so in this podcast... Not only does Ben Roethlisberger not say Najee Harris, yeah. he says Jalen Warren, <laughs> wow, who just got there. I mean, that he said Jalen Warren and Pat Fryermuth. They're two super young guys, and actually, Fryermuth and Najee Harris, I think, was the same draft, right? So, and and Fryermuth's been hurt, so it's like you know, you might have some good veterans like Isaac Sayamalu, who obviously Perloff knows well, or you know Mason Cole, but these guys aren't. They're veterans, but they're not Steelers. They were free agents who yeah. came in. Well, I get the Jalen Warren because he runs like a madman. Like, that guy is the toughest running back, one of the toughest running backs in the league. So I can understand that. I would think it's Najee Harris because of the, the pedigree, the Alabama thing. So that makes sense. And Fryermuth, though, Fryermuth feels like 
Big Ben had he feels like Heath Miller and yeah. all he feels like an old Steeler. And you saw, by the way, Fryermuth coming back was made such a big difference. Kenny Pickett's not a great quarterback. He needs that tight end. I don't know if that's what Big Ben was talking about. And they yell Muth and it feels yeah. feels like a Steeler. But he's right. I mean, you, there's just not a lot of age. Defense is filled with these guys. I wonder can't the defense reach over into the offense and say, get your act together? But that's not how teams work. No, he said that's not how it works because you're not in the same meeting rooms. You know, yeah. game day is one thing, but not in the same meeting rooms. Cam room. Hayward's there on the defense. He's He was in all those Steeler teams. I think that's, and Nick, yeah. that's where Tomlin really screwed up with Matt Canada because yeah. if you don't have those players, this is a very young offense. Like, again, totally. I don't know who the skilled players are that's going to be able to rally these guys, but that's where you need almost an offensive coordinator who has so much gravitas and who's almost like a head coach in his own right. Yeah. Like, like kinda, Bruce Arians, yes, who was there exactly. for a long time. Bruce I know, Arians, Tomlin Ken, Ken Wisenhunt, someone like that. But Tomlin... I mean, moves on from those guys. Exactly. I think, you know, I'm not yeah. saying because it's like a jealousy thing or a competition thing, but, you know, it's like you don't want the vice president on the ticket to outshine the president, right? That kind of stuff. And that worked probably mm. better when you had a Ben Roethlisberger and some of those other great Steelers that he mentioned on the offensive line, some of those leaders. But once you get to this younger roster, you're, you're going to need that kind of figure. Mike Tomlin is a defensive coach. He's more of a CEO anyway. He's yep. not going to be the guy who's going to be in the offensive meeting rooms talking about guys getting their act together. And Matt Canada, we saw, clearly didn't have a clue on how to get these guys going in the right direction. So yep. that, that to me, was clearly a massive error by uh, Mike Tomlin. Can we hear from Najee Harris, please? He said that um, he was asked to respond to Roethlisberger's comments, and he said Ben's been around long enough. He knows the Steeler way. I got here his last year, so uh, you know I don't, I can't really say like I know what the Steeler way is because you know I, you know he been here with Troy, he been here with Rome, he 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 knows that really. So you know if somebody outside sees that, and uh, you know and uh, and he been in this building, and I mean you kind of could you know guess and say like you know maybe he's right. Listen, Najee. And Najee, I guess, kind of agrees with Ben, but if you're saying Najee Harris has, could step up and be that leader, he's like, I don't know what the steal yeah. away is. I mean, maybe Najee's too California. You <laughs> know, maybe he's too laid super back. Super cool, dude. Uh, Oakland, cool guy. Yeah, I would. maybe that's not a solid. It's hard to tell who's a leader in the locker room. Like, we're really, you know, you're not there, and you, it doesn't have to be the best player. Right. You know, that old that Steelers, I mean, you talk about high, high football character guys. I mean, look at Heinz Ward would kill you to win a football game. Yes. And he literally did. He was called the dirtiest player in the league. Uh, James Harrison, I mean, he was a character. <laughs> yeah. But talking about football character, like he put it on the line all the time. All those guys, Jerome Bettis, it's hard to create that. It, it, you know, when you put that bar that high with those kind of veterans, I mean, listen, teams get old. They're, they're, I don't see that player on the roster. Meanwhile, it's like, this is how bad things are. You got Roethlisberger calling him out. Everything looks like the sky is falling. If the playoffs started today, yeah. they would be the second wild card. <laughs> like, there's some there's some teams with some bad seasons going on. And this one is still alive. And they play the Colts this weekend, and it's a really big game because they're right next to each other in the standings. Yeah, I mean, if you actually got points for on third and eight, throwing a six-yard pass, Mitchell Trubisky would be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's something called the first down marker that Trubisky has no interest in. I mean, that dude, he is playing so badly, and the play calling, going shotgun at fourth and inches uh, from the goal line, they just, they're a mess. Well, and they, it, This is a lot of coaching, offensive coaching, too. Dude, I think to call out that coaching staff is the easiest thing to do right now. Yeah, the to, to go for it on the fourth and one was just, like, so crazy because you haven't gotten anything all day. You yeah. know, like, you can't pick up a yard. You can't. I, uh, 
I'm talking about the Cardinals game when they were they were oh, rolling I'm right sorry. after. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the end of the game yeah. where the Steelers had a chance and yeah, they're yeah. fourth and one. And all of a sudden, they this ran is the time up. to take the shot. With, I know yeah, Deontay yeah. Johnson had one on one, but yeah, still. It, they were they were about to kick the Cardinals' butt and they drove right down the field. Then Pickett got hurt. They had fourth and inches. I mean, they were one inch from the goal line. They go into shotgun and they don't do a quarterback sneak. And then the Cardinals come 99 yards for the touchdown. The whole team is deflated. You can see the body energy. Yeah. Something's wrong beyond just talent. There's something missing right now in Pittsburgh. So I understand Ben is not well-liked by everybody. He's been a character throughout well, most of his career. He's got a lot of issues off the field. Yeah, and on, and on the field, yep. too. I think he's always had sort of a tenuous relationship with his teammates. It's never been perfect right. there. So it's kind of hard when he talks about character in the locker room. It's kind of hard to listen to him sometimes. Yep. But this is, he's dead right. There's something wrong in Pittsburgh. And obviously, <laughs> they're my Super Bowl pick. And I feel emotional about this because they could be so good. They have so much talent. They have TJ Watt. They have Minka Fitzpatrick. They have all these guys on defense. Well, TJ Watt in concussion protocol right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, Alex Highsmith also in concussion protocol. I love, and I love Joey Porter Jr., the rookie cornerback. He gets a flag on almost every play, but he, <laughs> now he's an so, old school stealer. And a of walking, course, walking holding penalty, but sure. He, he's an old school stealer because of his dad. He plays like a stealer. That's stealer football. And it's just not there throughout the team. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. Uh, agree with Ben Roethlisberger and everyone who's piling on the Steelers, or is Ben partly culpable here? You know, you're in the locker room with Najee Harris. He doesn't know what it means to be a Steeler. You were right there. Does he have to own up to some of this? 855-212-4227. Maggie and Perloff, uh, so much to do, including more fallout from the Chiefs. The one thing that Perloff wanted to happen with the Kansas City Chiefs the opposite is going on. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, you wanted one thing. They're doing literally the diametrically opposite thing. That you oh, I know what you mean. We're going to get to that in a minute. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. This portion of the show is brought to you by NHTSA. Whether you get pulled over or get into a crash, drinking and driving will change your whole world. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Great message for this time of year. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So, the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, talk about fallout from a loss to your Buffalo Bills. This one's it's ripple amazing. And ripple and ripple. Roger and... Goodell's talking about the call at the end of the game. Everybody is still trying to figure out what's going on with the Chiefs. Maggie, you said that they're doing something that I do not like, and I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, you said that if the Chiefs are going to go anywhere this year, they have to, what, bench Kadarius Tony? He cannot yes. play in another game? Well, that's not what's going to happen. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes. This was his message to Tony. Just be you, man. I mean, that, that's all you can do in, in life or in the, in this league. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, stuff's going to happen in your life. Um, how, how do you accept that adversity and, and get past it and do it the right way? And um, Coach Reed preaches that, um, and I, that's how I roll. Is I mean, you make one mistake, that's not going to define you. It's going to be how you respond to that mistake. Yeah, that's great advice to everyone but Kadarius. <laughs> I don't want him to be more him. I want him to be more... I don't know. Anyone but him. <laughs> well, he's a great punt returner, by the way. I would definitely a, put him back there for that. He's That's a great fine. talent. And the, the irony is is that the punt return, I feel like, is the place where you can really mess things up. You know? Yeah, I know, but he, that's never been the problem with him. I don't I don't think he's messed up a punt return. Maybe he has. I can't, nothing comes to mind, but I'm sure we'd have Chiefs fans who would tell us differently if there is such a such a uh, opportunity. But it's like he's the kind of guy who 
is he going to learn from the mistakes? Because we went through this in week one, and it's week 14, and still feels like the same kind of stuff is going on. Well, I didn't I didn't realize he has been minimalized so much with Kansas City. He's, he basically, since week eight, really, he's only got about a, one target a game. So they're not really using him in any meaningful way until they gave him four targets against the Bills, and he was on the field at the end. Just don't have him on the field at the end if you're not going to even throw it to him. Patrick Mahomes, well, he would have scored that touchdown. I mean, that play was, yeah. if that if that was designed at all, like it was for him, I guess. Uh, Mahomes says he still has faith in his receivers. All the receivers um, know I believe in them. Um, that's just kind of how I roll. If you're in this locker room and I see how hard you work, I'm going to trust in you in, the, in big moments, and I'm going to give you chances to go out there and make plays. And uh, um, from everything I know, their mindset seems like it's uh, in a good spot, and they just want to go out there and, and, and continue to get better and better. Um, and I, I can see that by how hard they're working out here. Um, and uh, I, I feel like if we can just continue to push through the grind, um, that we'll end up uh, on the other side of it uh, as the season goes on. You know, I, I put this on the GM, Brett Veach. Is there a less expensive wide receiver room in the NFL? I mean, they're trying to put together this, spend no money and put together this young receiving core. Of course, you're going to have mistakes. Everyone's pointing out there was a big mistake where Rasheed Rice, who's awesome, rookie, lined up in the wrong spot and cost Mahomes in the fourth quarter. So you get what you pay for here. Well, I mean, a rookie, though, like what bar are we, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you have, you're have you a championship you're, contender, right. and you have very, very young receivers. Well, listen, they won a Super Bowl last year with how many rookies starting in the secondary. It's like they think they can do anything, and it may be catching up with them a little bit. You know, you mentioned that's a good point about where's the investment in the wide receivers. Let's not forget, they are getting a deal with Travis Kelsey. Like, Kelsey is still getting paid like a tight end yeah. when he clearly is one of the best receivers in the league. And he probably could have made a stink about that, but Kelsey has been a selfless person when it comes to contracts. I hear Mike Lombardi talking about this all the time. Like, he could be getting paid a lot more if he wanted to. Well, the man has obviously figured out how to get marketing money by this faux relationship, in your opinion, <laughs> with Taylor Swift. Yeah. But this I mean, is, just, He's just going to live off the Taylor Swift glow. I mean, bro. don't forget Mr. Pfizer, too. Yeah, no, he's got endorsements out the yin-yang. I mean, how much do you think Justin Watson is making? How much do you think all these guys, Rashi Rice, they, these are not even first-round receivers. And Justin Watson is undrafted. Sky Moore has been, I think, a letdown. MVS, we know he's Sky not Moore's great. Sky still on the rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, this is... this. They should have traded for... I mean, this is a should-have thing, which does no good, but... They should have gone all in for DeAndre Hopkins or something. And I know they didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill, and I got that. And they did win the Super Bowl, so this sounds stupid. It did work last year. But I just look at that team, and, man, if you just had a couple more dependable targets, even a Juju, who has not been great, I think that veteran presence might have helped. Yeah, 855-212-4CBS. Joe's in Youngstown, Ohio. We were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We played just some sound from Ben Roethlisberger, who is critical of the offense the culture, the coaching staff. Joe, you have a problem with this. Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm a huge Steelers fan, um, season ticket holder. I loved Ben Roethlisberger. He did amazing things there. But honestly, I think he was a lot of the problem. You know, they were trying to get a quarterback in there, but every time they would think about getting a quarterback, he would alienate them. He wouldn't, you know, Mm. allow them to come in. Imagine if the Steelers, instead of drafting uh, Claypool, would have drafted Jalen Hurts and let him, you know, did a couple years. I think, you know, obviously in the NFL you need a quarterback. And if you have a great quarterback, 
you're going to have a successful team. It starts there. I mean, it's proven every team that has a good quarterback now is good. And this this is where it is. I mean, as much as I love Ben, I think, you know. Yeah, he, he hung around. He, he's talking out the side of, of his, his mouth. mouth yeah, but, he wasn't you know. a great team. Joe, it's a good point. And as a season ticket holder, I'm sure you're frustrated. Um, it's a fair point. You know, well, Eli Manning said that, too, he, when, when they drafted Daniel Jones. It's not my job to mentor. Remember Ryan Tannehill said that, and he got a lot of blowback for it. I think that I understand what you're saying in theory. But I think the reality is the Steelers have never been bad enough to get a high draft pick to get a sure thing quarterback. Nobody knew Jalen Hurts was going to be Jalen Hurts. And I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts is a product of the Eagles coaching as well. If he had been in Pittsburgh with Matt Canada, you think Jalen Hurts would be Jalen Hurts? Look at Shane Steichen. Look at Shane Steichen's a miracle worker. Got the best out of Justin Herbert. Got the best out of Jalen Hurts. And got the best out of Gardner Minshew this year. I think Jalen Hurts probably would have run into this slow, plotting offense in Pittsburgh. Would he be good there? I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, at least Jalen Hurts, though, even yeah. he, he does seem like a leader. Like, well, I'm just he, saying he's that, going up against Carson Wentz. Who, I, he, he might not even be starting if he was in Pittsburgh. Who knows? Because he might not have gotten a chance. I think things fell right for him. You have to get to get a guaranteed good quarterback. The best way to do it is to be terrible and get high in the draft. But Mike Tomlin refuses to do that. The, <laughs> the dude just keeps winning. I know. How dare he? Uh, David Coslett's in the chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, he says, it's the responsibility of the vets every season to relay the message. This is who we are and relentlessly beat that drum every day. So every rookie learns. You can't expect them to just know. He's right. He's right about that. Uh, Oh, my God. I I just think we're talking so much about culture and locker room. The fact is that team got old and they haven't been bad enough to rebuild. I mean, they've never had a rebuild. There's, but they've somehow been the trying defense to, continues they've to been, Yeah, succeed. they draft so well there, but they don't draft well on offense. This is, can't we just blame Canada? Like, <laughs> why are we going beyond the Matt Canada was a terrible offensive coordinator well, part of this? I mean, because he's gone and they just lost back-to-back weeks to two win teams. <laughs> so that's why you can't just blame Canada, despite uh, what South Park would lead you yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here. Headlines are on the table. What's up? Maggie Perloff, uh, the previous holders of this time slot did not necessarily put forth an educational radio show. Case in point, the immortal Sean Moresh once thought that the wonderful people in Brazil spoke Egyptian. Now, most of us know the predominant language in Brazil is Portuguese, followed by English, then Spanish. I bring this all up because the NFL knows Brazil is a market it should exploit. So Sao Paulo will host a regular season game next year, beating out Madrid (laughs) to join the NFL map. That's also pretty funny because uh, the predominant language spoken in Egypt is Arabic. (laughs) Well, and it's just, that's how sweet Shawnee worked. He kind of knew that they didn't speak Spanish in Brazil, which you I think would be your first thought sure. normally, but yeah. he ended up on Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he thought that Egypt and Brazil were next to each other, that was an all-timer. That really got around the office. Yeah, as it should have. Wait, so the Brazilians didn't build the pyramid? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Or aliens. Oh, yeah, we're Nobody not really knows. sure. Do you watch the History Channel? It could be aliens. Oh, yeah, don't get it started on bats and vampires. That's a whole other thing, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, what? Quite, quite, I don't quite the legend know. I'm replacing here. <laughs> Did anything? Who had tails, according to Mariah? Bears. Bears, bears, have, bears tails. have tails. Yeah. Like long tails, like a tiger. I mean, exactly like a tiger, because the picture was... It was a, a liger. It was a, no, no, no. It was a T-shirt from a pizzeria near Clemson's campus. So it was okay. a Clemson tiger, and he thought it was a bear with a tail. And the bat story, I believe, is that he thought if you get bit by a bat as a human, you will eventually become a bat. 
Wait, you don't? Or, you, or you'll have bat-like <laughs> features. Wait, that's yeah. not a real or thing? Or a vampire. Oh, like, remember Bat Boy? It was like the cover of a tabloid. It must have been where you got it from. Yeah, the supermarket And, and, and it led to a, an irrational fear of bats. <laughs> hey, speaking of Clemson, sorry, now word association mm. is uh, the headlines. Did you see Mark Wahlberg? Apparently was at a frat party at Clemson because his daughter goes there. Imagine Mark Wahlberg shows up at your frat party. What do you even do with that? I mean, if you're talking to his daughter, you're getting out of there, right? Like you're not oh, sticking yeah. around. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that left hook. No, I thanks. got a black eye. I'm so, out. Yeah, curl up. And it's actually healing nicely for you to turn a nice shade of yellow. Yeah. Uh, no, if Mark Wahlberg's daughter is there, Mark Wahlberg is there, I am running. Even though he's quite short, I imagine. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but Wahlberg plays, like, he plays a tough guy. And I think you believe he's a tough guy because of the roles he plays, right? Yes, this is like Matt Damon. People think he's super smart because of Goodwill Hunting. He's just an actor, guys. <laughs> He's not a genius. Okay, he might not be <laughs> tough, like commando tough, but he has significantly more muscles than I do. Yeah. Marky Mark. I'm, and I'm not assuming, afraid of the guy who's singing good vibrations. And I'm it's assuming he's been in a fight or two, which I have well, not. So I think he's, he got arrested for one very famously. Yeah, so again, I, I'm going to walk away from that again. Okay, I, when he, I was at Dan Patrick's show. I got to spend a big chunk of a day with Marky Mark because he was hanging out. That is a as middle-aged dad man as you will ever find. He is. Yeah. He Pull was talking about curtain. his interim fasting schedule, and he's like, "Man, I would really like some some chicken right now, but I can't do it." And he's like in the commute, and he is. And yes. by the way, such a nice celebrity. Oh my god, he was so cool to everybody. Yeah. Everyone's on their best behavior though when they're around Dan Wait, Patrick. So he's not like how he's an entourage when he tells Turtle to no, act, he's, stop he's, acting like he wants to f Tom Brady. No, he's kind of like that, but he's like a but. That's him being nice. But he is not. Uh, you guys, what's the movie where he, the fighter? Yeah, that's the thing though. I think he did some Mickey extensive Ward. boxing yeah. training for that, so I do think he could could kick your butt. Yeah, probably for sure. Mm -hmm. And know, also, it's like me. I mean, he could kill me. Who's the person who is either an actor or something like that who has gotten the most like reputation off of a role they played? Like, oh, the guy that played Debo. Right to be Friday. a tough guy. Yeah. Definitely. I was going to say Alex Trebek. I think people believe Alex Trebek like knew all the answers. Like they weren't written down on a card or something. I saw through that right away. There's, yeah, but he's good at it. He's a good pronunciator. Because he's That's a something. trained actor. Yeah, Andy Lee uh, in the Twitch chat says uh, Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, Stallone, Stallone kind of got like Stallone a lot off it. of that. Uh, Jason Statham seems like yep. he's as Kick cool as he's in the movies. Yeah, yeah Keanu Reeves for me. Lesser really? known, but what about Tom Sizemore? Doesn't he just seem like the the ultimate tough guy? That's a deep hole. Well, he seems like a troubled person. Yeah. In he, his, you see, you know, because he's famous. Is he still with us? I think. He, I don't actually think he is. Not right. He had a. Uh, yeah. He seemed like a mess in his movies and off of his oh, movies. Yeah. How about yesterday in the group chat when Pete Bellotti, who's uh, not here with us this morning, so I hate to talk about him when he's not here. Please do. But we were making jury duty jokes because of Perloff at his. Uh, his expense and Bilotti says, Judge Reinhold, we should have him on the show. And then follows up, he's an actor. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Does Judge Reinhold, do you need to explain Judge Reinhold? And to some young people, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know who that is. You don't? No. Yeah, he would have to explain that to me. Yeah. But then I knew. Fast who he, Times who was, he was 45 years ago or something. Did you not see Beverly Hills Cop? Or mm. I never watched Beverly no, Hills I've, Cop, that's 38 years old. Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. You guys haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop? No. What it's year a great you, Eddie Murphy movie. I was born year, in 1991, by the way. What year do you think Beverly Hills Cop was, Maggie? It's it was coming the, back, It was by actually the, the first R-rated movie I've ever seen. Interesting. Yeah. All I know is the theme 86? song. Yeah, great. Yeah, the theme song is, yeah, I know the theme song, too. 
Well, Judge Reinhold's in it also. Now, am I making messing this up? Was he also in Night Court, or is that somebody different? No, that's someone different. I think he's By also way. the close talker in Seinfeld. Now we're going through Judge Reinhold. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop coming back next summer. It's been in the, yeah, it's been in the news a lot because Eddie's got a movie out now, so yeah. there's all these pictures of him on set as Axel Foley. It's great, <laughs> yes. and I'm really excited. I want to go through the I want to go through the whole catalog now because of the new movie that's coming out next year. I think the second one is actually better than the first, but that stays with my theme of I like sequels. But this is big because Axel Foley, the character's from Detroit, and wears a Lions jersey, yeah. a jacket, and now that's appropriate again. Uh, there's got to be a Dan Campbell or Jar- uh, Jared Goff cameo happening. It's Not happen. Goff. You want Campbell? Definitely. Okay. Or Wait, I don't say oh, I'm on right. Yeah. He's the guy in the league. <laughs> totally forgetting the plot here. But he moves to L.A., though, right? So yeah. I assume he's in L.A. Well, maybe he runs into Dan Campbell in L.A. But he hasn't been in Detroit in 40 years, according to the <laughs> timeline. <laughs> maybe he goes back to solve a murder. Or even like, you know, I'm, again, I'm on Rossi Brown's from L.A. You know, these guys are famous. Dan Campbell finds his way in L.A. somehow, probably. Or he gets into a fight with Sean McVay. It writes itself. I, I mean, listen, if you're There's trying that. to sell movies these days, you need Detroit Lion, Lions in the movie, obviously. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? I don't, I'm not sure. I think you guys are too into the NFL right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> but they're prioritizing the, the Lions. In the NFL. I saying, love Amar Ross. You say he can't be in a Beverly Hills cop sequel? Wait, were there any athletes in the original Beverly Hills cops? I don't think so. But the Lions were the Lions back then. If it wasn't Barry Sanders, so you could have thrown John Sally into that bad boy. That guy could act. He was in both. Wasn't he in all the bad boy movies? Sally yeah. is super cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, I think we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, well, how on earth did we get to Beverly Hills? <laughs> oh, the NFL's playing in Sao Paulo, Brazil next year. It all makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, NFL owners also passing a resolution yesterday that teams must play an international game once every four years at least. That means we could end up with eight games outside the U.S. every season as soon as 2025. That's as- like jury duty for NFL teams. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, oh, God, I got to go to Germany. Oh. <laughs> Uh, as for right now, Chargers, Raiders, kind of on Thursday Night Football. Vegas coming off that 3 nothing loss to the Vikings. Disappointing L.A. No longer has Justin Herbert, thanks to that broken finger. Keenan Allen's also out tonight with a heel injury. We told you earlier this week that NBC dropped Al Michaels from its playoff coverage. Now we tell you that Al Michaels is dropping Al Michaels from Amazon Prime tonight because this game sucks so much. <laughs> He'll be there. Uh, the Phoenix Suns' big three goes one and done. It took until game 24 for Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal to finally play together because of injuries. They lost at home to the Nets, 116-112. So Perloff has given up on them. Head coach Frank Vogel, a little more patience. Not good enough to win the game, but we're you know we're going to stay positive. Uh, the first game with those three guys out there together, a lot of figuring it out. Um, you know, guys, figuring out when to be aggressive, when not to be aggressive, dealing with minutes restriction. Booker scored 34, KD had 27, Beal put up 14. Giannis, a franchise record 64 points in the Bucks' 140-126 home win over the Pacers. It only took Giannis 28 field goal attempts to get there, so 64, the most points ever scored on less than 30 shots. And no threes. And no threes. Didn't hit a three. It's crazy. 24. Field goals and 24 free throws, I think. Uh, the, I, I, sorry, I was going to say, ironically, the Pacers, they give up a million points, but they're actually the best in the NBA at not giving up threes. But this may be the worst matchup to have because Giannis doesn't need threes <laughs> to score 64 points. <laughs> uh, the latest Shohei Otani contract detail is an out clause based on ownership and the front office. If owner Mark Walter or President Andrew Friedman leaves the Dodgers, Otani apparently 
can get out of his contract. And a stunner in men's college hoops last night. Number 25, Northwestern, a 24.5-point favorite, falls at home to Chicago State, Mm. 75-73. Those Cougars had never beaten a ranked team before, and I believe they are the only independent school in the nation this season. And, of course, next year they play in the NAC, which is the Northeast Conference, which makes complete sense for Chicago State <laughs> to, to be, play in. Yes. yes, not Midwest anything. Nope. That can't just join the Horizon yeah, League. Come like play anywhere. Wagner in Staten Island. Uh, we asked, uh, we stumbled on this conversation about what actor or someone has benefited the most from a role they play mm. that now they're associated with it. Uh, ben Franklin's in our chat because, you know, mm-hmm. we America. have established people like that. Denzel, he said. Oh, but which but role? Which role? That's the problem. I because know. he's got so many iconic Is it roles. Is like training day? No, he's no just a good a... actor. That's the or, because he's a good actor. I mean, I think I think his ultimate role was Malcolm X though. Right, but like do people think he's like a civil rights warrior? I, I don't know. I, think, I mean, think he's a great orator. Like I think anything he says right. sounds yeah, yeah. powerful even if it's like oh, very mundane things. Yeah, right. Like Denzel's a serious person. Like you if Denzel walks right. if on the street, silly, if, it'd be weird. If there's a fire drill and Denzel says to get out of the building, I'm getting out of the building. <laughs> right? like, uh by yeah. the way, I have great news because I know you were worried about this, Maggie. Yeah. The whole Beverly Hills cop. Uh, Cass is back. Oh. Judge Reinhold's going to be in the movie. <laughs> yes. Bronson Pinchot who plays Serge. Remember <laughs> the guy who dresses Eddie Murphy? He's back. The guy who plays John Taggart is back. This is going to be great. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Kevin Bacon added to the cast. Oh, phenomenal addition. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Yeah, the guy who plays Taggart, you know? they yeah. keep saying that he's the former president. The, the running joke is yeah. wherever they go, they're like, this is former President Eisenhower. Oh, <laughs> and they try to get in places because Axel is not like a superhero. He's just to get by on his guts and guile. Yeah. And... They go into a strip club, and they're like, this is former president. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Bogus, you look like you don't know Beverly Hills Cop. I, I confused uh, Judge Reinhold and Harry Anderson in my head. Harry Anderson is the judge from oh Night God. Court, yeah, which on, is buddy. back on TV now for some reason. I know, yes. but Judge Reinhold was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I, I, have you ever br- seen that? That one I have seen 100%, okay. yes. That's a sad movie, by the way. Uh, it's like a very teen depressing. movie, but it's super depressing. It's on Netflix now, so I watched it recently. It is. Have your daughters watched movie. it yet? No, and I I don't really want. To. I mean, it feels it's a dated great movie. a little. It's very oh. dated. It's got Sean Penn and Spicoli is yeah. great, but that's one that doesn't really. You know, it's the really bad is those movies uh, from Chicago, John Hughes movies. Those are dated, and they, those are as politically incorrect yeah. as humanly possible. Just stay with Home Alone, which is also kind of weird, and it's also politically incorrect. Yeah. But, my girlfriend was saying that Love Actually, which is not out that not, not that long ago, also is super dated now. Like never seen it. Really, I, I never saw it yeah. either. But it, apparently, he's like the. You guys have never seen Love Actually? No, no, and no. Yeah, I got the same I've reaction. Basically, at home. memorized the movie. I, I've seen, it's been on my. It, my wife has watched that four hundred times. Have you watched Christmas it recently? Movie? I have not watched it recently, but yeah, I mean, listen, when the guy's standing outside the door with the signs and. Uh, Oh, it's an iconic movie. It's got Liam Neeson as a romantic guy. That's well, apparently, apparently oh. the whole thing you get you canceled now. Liam Neeson's another one. Yes, who's really benefited right, right, right. off of his roles. Like oh, no, now, that... if you saw him, you're like, oh no. Oh, no, like, if your kid like... gets taken, you call him. He's yeah, got right. a particular right. set of skills. That's actually real. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Bogus, Wait, thank you. I got to find out in the break why Love Actually was canceled. It seems harmless in my memory, but I'm dying to know here. It doesn't take much to get you canceled these days, but I don't know. I've never seen the movie. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Uh, We'll get to you, we promise. Also, coming up, we've got one big thing to tackle, and it's called the transfer portal. 
Perloff has the latest on all of the college football rumors. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio. What if you were to pick the theme from Beverly Hills Cop or the theme from Knight Rider, and you could only have one? Mm. Carlos, maybe you can find Knight Rider for us, too. You, you know, you say that because I did. Come on, of course I can. When I was on a cruise this summer, I did that contest where it was a TV theme. Uh, you had to name the TV theme, and I got like, Night Rider. That too. I got name Night that Rider too. wrong. I thought it was Full House or something. That, or, Night Rider was no Full Night, House? Night Rider. I thought <laughs> he, it was something. He just turned around. No, what, Night Rider sounds exactly like another theme. Everybody got it wrong. They thought it was. I can't remember what show it was. It was eighties TV shows. We got to pull the tape. I told the whole story back yeah. in August, and people were bored then. <laughs> but <laughs> that's it. another great topic. What movie? has a more iconic song than the actual movie. And oh. Axel F is close. There's certain movies where you're like, you know the song more than you actually know the movie. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll do that one too. We were kind of stumbled on this conversation of what actor or I said Alex Trebek, so game show host, like really benefited from the role they played. Like you actually thought Trebek was smart. Oh yeah, this one. I mean, Busta Rhymes like remixed this. Oh, maybe I thought it was A-Team or something. You thought this was Full House? <laughs> no, no, no. Full House. Everybody got Full House wrong, though, because it sounded like it was Growing Pains. And I got Full oh, House okay. and Growing Pains mixed up. But then Knight Rider, I, th I think I thought was A-Team. I don't know. I mean, that's that's not that That makes crazy. a little more sense. So. By the way, you guys don't even, you've never seen Knight Rider in your lives. You probably I, I know the Full House theme. If the Knight Rider <laughs> walked. It sound like Knight Rider. If Knight Rider pulled up in front of the building. like this. By the way, if Knight Rider pulled up right in front of the building, you guys wouldn't even know it was Knight Rider. Of Camaro with lights in the front. <laughs> so don't tell me about Knight Rider. The car was Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Of yeah, course the car, I know it. The car I would know. No, that, that's Cap. I'd like to think I would know the car just because of the amount of clothing it was like on. Like we had like theme. My brother had like Knight Rider shirts. And but you stuff. understand what I'm saying? You guys weren't even alive when that movie, that show came out. That show ended in 1988 or something. Didn't <laughs> I, I was three. Okay. <laughs> A team, I did not catch that for some reason. I knew what it was because of Mr. T. Uh, a team, this song is bum, 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 bum. yeah, that you're right. I don't know, yeah, whatever. I can't believe I lost Certainly that quiz contest. Uh, Jerry is in Houston, he's got one for us. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Hey, Jerry, how are you? How are you doing? Doing good, thank you guys. 
Who's the actor who benefited from the roles they played? Like, their I'll reputation. I'll give you a hint. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> John McClane. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Definitely. You're so right. Jerry, thank you for that one. Everyone I, thinks Bruce Willis is total 100% badass. No clue what he's really like. Yeah. When I was overseas this August, yeah. there's all these posters of him <laughs> doing this sort of Czechoslovakian energy drink where he's got he's, <laughs> uh, got his sleeves cut off and he's holding the drink. Tough guy. Bruce. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's had some health problems lately. Yeah, it's not but, doing well now. No, I, I understand that Bruce, Bruce Willis, he, he'll get you out of a hostage situation. The actor, too. <laughs> so, yeah, Bruce himself. So... When I was at the Manny, um, Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight in Las Vegas, I had the pleasure of attending that live. And I was sitting in the press area, and all of a sudden, here comes Bruce Willis, and he's walking in front of us. There was like a little bit of a walkway. And he's walking, literally, I could touch him if I put my hand out. Mm. And he walks by, and someone just yells out, McLean! <laughs> and without missing a beat, he goes, yippee ki mother... Just, it was like, it, it was perfect. I'm like, he probably gets that about 100 times a day. Probably why he's one of the goats. LeBron was there. A lot of goat energy. There's a lot of goat energy in the room. Mayweather was boxing a non-boxer. But. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Aaron Paul was there, sitting behind us. It's like, he couldn't get a better seat. Anyway. More guys. CeCe Sabathia. I, I, I actually, was CeCe there? Something like that. Should we call um, housekeeping for this the name dropping that's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I did. It. Aaron studio, Paul please. was behind me, dude. I've got a Bruce Willis story now forever. That is a good. That is actually a good Bruce Willis story. Not as good as my Czechoslovakian energy drink <laughs> Bruce Willis story. Uh, I mean, I think up. it's a tie. Whose Bruce Willis story was better? Pearl off with the Czechoslovakian energy drink, or Maggie seeing Bruce Willis at the Mayweather? Uh, Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect Bruce Willis to be at the Mayweather or Conor McGregor fight. Do you expect to pull into Prague and see Bruce Willis in your face? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. I'm surprised it wasn't on the poster. With did like, you try to drink? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you try the energy drink? No. <laughs> you kidding me? One sip of that thing. And Makes you, you want to run through a yeah. plate glass window. You like your liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think that's been approved legally internationally, that drink. <laughs> So much more to do, including the future for one NFL coach. Don't move. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. 
Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.